Wherever you're listening from today, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And welcome to Secrets from the South. I ran into an old friend of mine the other day. Well, I take that back. I've run into a couple of old friends in the last few weeks that are going through the big D. I mean the divorce. There's absolutely nothing that's good about them. Well, divorces happen for all types of reasons. At the end of the day, they can't get along. Maybe somebody's cheating. Maybe somebody just doesn't care anymore. And yeah, then there was that friend of mine that, well, maybe he needed a divorce. It was right after he told his wife that he thought she had two St. Bernards hung in her blue jeans. Yeah, it didn't work out too well for him after that. But there's always been a country song that fits the situation. I remember listening to Alan Jackson's, You Don't Have to Paint Me a Picture, I Can See the Writing on the Wall. Whew, that was strong. Or maybe Vern Gosden. Maybe that best describes it. Today my world slipped away. If you've never listened to that song, do that. And well, there's of course the one that spelled it out. Tammy Wynette, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Whatever the case is, there's somebody out there that's been through the same thing that you have. Maybe it's a country song that would help you get through it. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Divorce. Terry, this week, I think we need to talk about a subject that most Americans are going to know about this because either your next door neighbor, your brother, your sister has been through this. Yard sale? Gosh, I love those. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll have to do it Saturday. Okay. But Tammy Wynette made a huge hit out of this. D-I-V-O-R-C-E becomes final today. Oh, the old dreaded divorce. It is. Now, you and I have been very blessed in our relationships with our marriage. And let's knock on wood. Let's hope Yeah, let's stays. go ahead and do that. You know, she, ain't, she ain't taking my cowboy hat. <laughs> but, it, you know, you watch this of friends go this, and, and you've been friends with both of them. I can remember about 10 years ago that happened. Well, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially when you see, let, let's say you, you kind of end up having to pick a side. You try not to. But, but, let's, but in you're the not gonna end. Be, well, you're not going to do things as couples anymore. Right. Because the next thing you know, you get this little letter in the mail and somebody wants you to come testify on their behalf of what a great mother they were or a a great father. And you're backed up against the wall. What do you say to your friend? I mean, really, what do you, what do you do? Well, I mean, if it was to testify to their character, that's what I'm talking about. That's one thing. But then you've got the other one mad because you testified for them. Well, I mean, but if, but it's, I think would be a little bit different if I was asked to testify to the character of the other person, which was to their detriment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think it'd be uncomfortable having to testify, but testifying to someone's good character would be different than to their detriment. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with that. And then here's the, you know, that next thing of everything that you've worked for, all of a sudden is sawed down the middle, and then most of that is going to be given to an attorney because they're going to drag this out. But I have actually seen where couples drag this out because yeah. they are so protective of what they have built up through the years. I mean, it can be, let's just say it's the guy, okay? The wife has been, and, and, and I'm not downplaying the role that the wife is, but let's say that she has worked a little fun job because she had to have that job that gave her flexibility because she had to be the one to pick up the kids. Yeah. She had to be the one to she do the homework. She needed some spending money, too. I mean, and I'm just saying that was the arrangement that both parties made when they 
were on better terms. Correct. The husband was going to be the one that was going to be the primary breadwinner. Um, yeah, exactly. And they made the decision collectively that the wife would be the one to stay behind. And then all of a sudden, something goes astray. They go through this divorce. It gets bitter, and then he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give her a penny because then he looks at this as my money. My money. You know, I saw an episode of Reba just last week of the newlywed couple that was getting together, and uh, she was pregnant, and she wanted some money to go to the store, and he goes, no, that's my money. And it brings up just what you brought there. Well, there's some things talking about different signs or, or different situations where people are going through a divorce, and one of them is where the breadwinner gives, they call it starving the other one, because... You know, they're the ones that controls all the finances. Right. You've, heard, you've, you've seen couples like that where, thank goodness I'm not in that kind of relationship because I wouldn't fare too well. But people, there are people out there that, that do where the husband is the, maybe the only breadwinner. Correct. That's the decision they made. And then he leaves the wife money and she's to go out and buy the groceries, the and, groceries pay the bills. and pay the bills and maybe get a couple of knickknacks for the kids and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden they're on turbulent times and maybe he's the one that's being, I don't know, uh, sent to the curb. And so he's like, okay, yeah, you want to play this way? I'll play this way. So then all of a sudden, let's say he's giving her a thousand dollar allowance for groceries and things like that every month. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, guess what he wants to do? Give her a hundred, or whatever that amount is. But the whole idea is he wants her to feel some pain because she just gave him some pain. Uh, correct. And and there's countless things that goes on when people get divorces. All right. Now here's one for you. I had somebody tell me about this. What if your spouse had an affair with with Jane down at the bank? And all of a sudden you're getting a divorce. You've kind of worked it out and you've realized that he's been seeing Jane, Betsy, and everybody else in town. You find that out. Yeah, and sometimes that happens where you think it's just Jane, but you find out right. there's a, a whole legal pad that's got names on it. And then all of a sudden when well, – actually, I think it was, a, it was a woman, so she was seeing Fred. Let's go back changes okay. to Fred. Okay. Okay. But when she comes to get her stuff, she wants to bring Earl with her in your house, who she's been having an affair with, to pick up her stuff. Now, would you want the person that was having an affair with your spouse in your home helping them load stuff out of it? Would Could you stand back and watch that? I think that would be, to be honest, I think that would be extremely difficult. And I think it would honestly be in, in poor taste. I think in the South it would be a croaker sack. And, you know, that's an old term, things you used to go on here. Grab that croaker sack, whoop them. Well, I just think that would be in poor taste, It'd especially be very if bad. you were the one that found out that your spouse wants to get a divorce. Because some people, here's another one. Here's one, Scotty. And I've heard this said before, but I've never had friends that have experienced this, but I know a couple that right. went through this. And I'm, you're going to relate to this, not you personally, but you're going to understand what I'm going, what I'm talking about, where people will say they had kids. Well, they find themselves empty nesters, and they start looking at each other going, we don't oh, have anything in common. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any interest whatsoever. He did his thing for years. I did my thing for years. And then what we had in common was, well, the kids had a ball game, or the kid, let's get the kids ready and let's go to church, or, you know, that sort of thing. And when the kid's gone... 
they're looking at each other going, uh, I don't really want to be around you anymore. And you see, I don't have to worry about that because mine won't leave home. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, there you go. So my problem is fixed. <laughs> your problem is fixed. But, but that it, happens. It does. But you brought up an interesting point that when you brought up kids, how many times have you seen spouses try to turn the children against the other parent? That is so horrible. I think it happens all the time. And I think it happens sometimes you take good people that go through a divorce and there's always going to be that one side that asked for it yeah, and the other that is hurt. And maybe that hurt turns into anger, kind of like going, you know, when they say you go through the stages of a death where then all of a sudden you've gotten past the hurt and now you're pissed. Yeah. And you're going to do whatever you can to inflict harm on the person that hurt you. Correct. And what is the golden ticket sitting right there in front of you? Those babies. Exactly. And that's such a shame. It is. And I think that there are people out there that have been in that situation that have been the better person. They were the ones that were hurt. They were the ones that found out their spouse wanted to leave for somebody else or was unhappy or whatever else. And they tried to stick it out. And try to encourage their significant other to do the same. And, and, and that significant other just says, look, I want out. And they've got children between them. And they've done the right thing. And they've said, look, you know, he's an SOB or she's terrible or whatever adjective they want to throw out. But I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day, at their core, they were still a good parent. You know, may not have been a good husband, may not have been a good wife, may have decided that they had an affair or wasn't happy, whatever the case is. But the other person, even though they're hurt, says, I'm not going to do that because, you know, at, at their core, they're still a really good parent. And that takes a good person to do that because I think it's very easy to use your kids to say, I've seen something play out where, you know, moms will go off and uh, and deny the dad the opportunity to see their children. See their children. I, I think a lot of that can extre- can be extremely cruel because at the end of the day, who's the one that's suffering? The kids are. Have you ever been driving down the road? And it always touches my heart because you know it, it's not a good situation. Those places where parents meet up to exchange the children. I've seen that many times driving. I glance over and oh, it, yeah. it breaks my heart because that's a broken family. Yeah. And family is what we need as much as you can. And if you are going through a divorce, really think about what we said. Don't run down the other parent. They may have their flaws, but think of the kids. And I have I have had uh, people that have gotten a divorce, and this always kind of warms my heart, where they got a divorce because they just couldn't live together, whatever the reason was, but they ended up being good friends. Yeah. And then sometimes over a holiday, you'll say, now, tell me this again. Okay, I've got, it's going to be me and my husband, and this, of course, is their second husband, and my ex-husband and his wife are coming over for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, and y'all all get along. <laughs> we get along. I mean, and in freaky. some cases, it, and, and you're, but it, it's 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 exciting to know that this can happen. I think it's a Rare. small percentage, yeah. But there are cases out there where they got along better apart than they did together. I had but, uh, had somebody tell me one time. He said, you know, it takes a whole lot of liquor to like her. <laughs> <laughs> So I felt for him on that. Do you remember the story? I'm assuming this was a joke. It truly may have happened somewhere out there. And I think most people have read this somewhere. 
where the wife is left. You know how this happens, where the man goes through that stage and he runs off with a younger woman. Oh, yeah. And buys the, you know, the hot rod car or something like that and changes his whole looks. Well, she gets thrown out of the house and he insists that he keeps their, and let's just say it was a half million dollar house. And upon her leaving, she goes in and takes the dead fish and stuffs it in the curtain rods. And they try to, he tries to sell the house. He can't because of the stench in the house. (laughs) And then the ex-wife in the end comes back and is able to buy the house for a little bit of nothing because the stink won't go away. And all it was was the fish. You have to admit though, Scotty, that's pretty clever. Oh, it's clever. clever. Uh, It it was absolutely. So she really won in the end. She bought the house for pennies. Well, I mean, I think that there's, I mean, sometimes there are amicable divorces, but a lot of times, they're not. Well, you know, another thing that bothers me is uh, this day and age, people go into a marriage going, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just divorce. They don't go into it with, it's a, a give and take situation. There's so many people that do that. Well, I mean, the odds are not in your favor that it's going to work. I mean, I hate to say that because, I mean, we've got kids ourselves that are young adults, and one day they will be going down the aisle. And you hope that whoever they find is going to be long-lasting relationships. And I guess you have to look back at, like, their parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, the kid that your child is dating, well, are their parents together? Because you would think that, not that it's a guarantee, but that they would instill in them, hey, before you go ask her hand in marriage or before you say okay to him, you need to realize this is a long-term commitment, that there's some conversation there. But people get bitter about when they're going through a divorce. There's some, I mean, some people try to kill each other. They do. I remember the first time that I I was five years old. I remember this like it was yesterday. I didn't know what a divorce was at five years old. But my dad had a brother, and I loved him. He was Uncle Jack. And I remember uh, my daddy saying, we got to go to Jackson this weekend. Didn't know why. So we go over, and we walk in my uncle's house. And there is absolutely nothing but a lawn chair sitting in there. That's it. Nothing. He went to work. He came home and had uh, had nothing. His bank accounts were drained. He had, and I'll never forget this, he had $42 on him. And this was 1974, 75. He had $42. And he went and spent his last $42 on steaks for all of us to eat that night. Wouldn't take any money. He had nothing. She took it all. And I feel to and this drain the account. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that took him years to get his money back. But she took everything the man had. And, and you know, that happens quite often. I all mean, right, now what about this? The, and this can go either the husband or the spouse to where they know they're getting a divorce and they get a hold of the credit card and go run it up by, you know, charge $30,000. This happens all the time, Scotty. Here's the story here. It says, he scammed me. In less than seven, in our less than seven month marriage, my then husband schemed and scammed between sixty and a hundred thousand dollars for me. Oof. In the almost year long courtship, he groomed me. So that tells you that whole marriage was doomed for divorce. That was the whole purpose of the marriage. Yeah. Is to get what they wanted to get and get out. And it happened to be their whole account. I mean, that's a lot of cash. Now, I read another one. Now, I have to give somebody where you really think about what you're doing and you got to be 
I guess conniving, if not uh, just a bad person. But say you're going through a divorce and you realize that, okay, she's going to get my cash. I never would have thought of this. You have to have a financial friend to come up with this. But the guy makes a overpayment to the IRS. And he was very, very rich, it says. $14 million. I mean, that's what you would call a major overpayment. Yeah. And he overpays the IRS this. His divorce, so it showed up that it was an expense paid. It was So obviously she was oblivious to this. True. The divorce ends. Three, four months later, the IRS gives him a refund for overpaid. So he got all the money back. She got nothing. Oh. That, that was Can clever. Can you imagine being the wife and finding that out later? If she was, def- I mean, I almost think if I were the wife, I would just hope not to know because that would eat me alive. Yeah. To know that there was $14 million on the table. You know there was a percentage, and what that percentage is, I don't know, but you know there was a percentage that that wife would have been entitled to. No. I got another one here, and this is both, kind of both of them at fault here. Say you move into a house, you've been married for 25 years, you went down and you set up your gas bill, you know, your butane, and uh, you go to the gas company, you get your gas, you never get a bill. 25 years go by, and you've never gotten a bill, and you're getting a divorce, and that would be a lot of money over 25 years. yeah, absolutely. So both of you don't want to pay this, and you don't want the other one to go tell on it. So... The guy gets the wife to sign off on that she would pay the bill if it were to ever come up so she'd keep her mouth hushed. They get a divorce, and the gas company accidentally finds it, and she's hit with the entire bill. And it's in black and white. I mean, how much are we talking about? Uh, I think it was $35,000. Oh, my goodness. I mean, 20 years worth of gas. Surely they wouldn't expect her just all of a sudden to write a check for (laughs) $35,000. That part, I don't know how it ended up. But never sign anything like that. He was, you know, really protecting himself to where she wouldn't run his mouth and make him have to pay for that. Listen, I've had a friend that, I mean, and and you know how sometimes these things can be, in rare uh, occasions, it's like, you know what, we're just not happy. Both of us are in agreement. Let's just kind of split it down the middle and be done. I mean, sometimes that does happen. Yeah. But for the most part, it gets nasty. And like you said earlier... The friends and family get wrapped up in it. Yeah, and they get nobody drugged. wants to have to pick a side. And, and that's what happens when you, you socialize as couples. And then all of a sudden in your couple group, somebody gets a divorce. Well, then one of them is never going to be part of that circle again. That's right. I, mean, I don't know. You know, you got to make the decision. But one of you is not coming back in. Because, you know, think about it. At some point, especially if you're young, you're going to land with somebody else. And then you're going to want to get back in that couples group that you've always been doing things with on the weekends. Right. I mean, that's why you do things together because you enjoy everybody's company. Well, one of you is not coming back in that group uh, again. <laughs> Who's it going to be? I mean, and that's the thing. But, I mean, people do get and, It's almost like a different personality emerges from these folks when they go through a divorce. Civilized, loving people can turn in to conniving cruel, spiteful people. What was the movie that had the little short, bald-headed guy? Danny DeVito. What was that movie that he was in to where him and his wife were going? The Roses? The Rose? The now, war? that was with uh, my, uh, The War of the Rose. War, and that, that was with Michael Douglas okay. and Catherine, uh, Kathleen uh, Hunt. And I thought it was that little bitty short guy. All these years I thought that. No. 
And, and I mean, but that was about that kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Right, let me take a different twist on this, and maybe I ought not bring this up, but I think you're going to go, yeah, I've heard of that happening. To where a couple, as you just mentioned, they're all in that little group. You come to find out, maybe it's your best friend that's been seeing your wife, or vice versa, or your wife's been seeing your best friend for years. You had no idea. And that what ha- happened? And that happens a lot. And we all know people that have. Had those things happen. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you're talking about betrayal. Okay. Let's just say that you're the wife to find out that the husband, and it could, you know, you guys, it could be the opposite way around. I'm just saying for an example. And you find out that your husband has been having an affair and you are devastated. Yeah. Well, who are you going to run to? Your best friend, right? Correct. And you're sitting there drinking coffee or having a glass of wine and you're crying on your best friend's shoulder and saying, I hadn't figured it out yet, but I know that he's having an affair and here's all the evidence that kind of adds up to an affair. Can you imagine how de- how devastated you are right now? Can you imagine how devastated you would be to find out it is your best friend? Well, yeah. Somebody that you trusted told him everything. Oh, absolutely. And to know that they've been doing that for quite some time behind your back. So, you know, you and I have never been through this, so I don't know this, and there's a lot of people who have on this. How do you, how would you rebuild your life in trusting someone again to start a whole new marriage? Wouldn't you always have that in the back of your mind? I'm just going to get screwed on this some kind of a way that I, I just, I totally can't trust you. Oh, Could I, you ever? I, I know a friend whose mom that happened to, and I, I think that, I mean, I think she's been, and, you know, the husband is deceased now and whatever else. And, and you know, and the kids had a hard time with that. I mean, think about that. The kids had a hard time knowing that mom was devastated. And still, they love their dad. Yeah. But naturally, guess who ends up being the the horrible stepmom? Yeah. Is the best friend. And so it's it's not a good situation. And maybe over time, and I think that's what happened in this situation... It got to where it was fine, but it took years for to get that way. And I think if you asked friend's mom that was betrayed, there'd still be a little bitterness. It'd have to be. I'll close on this note, and I remember this story. And, and you, you know, we always talk about being the, the better person. I don't know that I could be the better person on this, but same scenario of a husband, they owned a business together, decides that, well, his secretary is hotter than his wife. He runs off with her. Well, guess what happens? What? About five years into it, old girl just cleans him out. He goes on. He gets a different job, this, that, and the other. But he never recovers from it. He gets cancer and is dying, has no money. His ex-wife takes him back. Takes him back in. He lived out his last five, six years with his ex-wife, who he'd done wrong. And you have to look at her as being the, the better, better person. person. I mean, uh, without No a doubt, doubt the better person. Uh, could you do that? If you're listening, could you do that for your spouse, your ex-spouse maybe? I think that is a person that really has a way of forgiving. You'd have to, wouldn't I, you? I, yeah, and I mean, I don't know that 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 I don't know that they would have been in that place immediately. Right. But it sounds like over time they found a way to forgive and they understood the situation and I don't know if the word pity or forgiveness or whatever the word is, but that's, that speaks volumes to the person that took that ex-spouse back in. Here's another scenario, and this really, I, I know some people. So they find out 
wife finds out the husband, talking about best friends, right. was having an affair with her best friend. And they left and went off. They ran off and left the husband. All right, let me see if I can say this again. Okay. So the wife and the husband, that's couple A. Right. Okay. And then there was couple B. So the wife of couple A. It's going to be a wife swap, isn't it? They no, they yeah, they actually switched. So yeah. the husband of couple A ran off with the wife of couple B. Right. And I mean they left their kids and they were young. And I'm talking about they didn't just like leave they, down it. they left. They made a decision we're cutting. And they just left their kids behind. Now I don't know that they didn't mend fences down the road, but this is what happened at that time. And I guess the husband of couple no, wait. The, well, I'm getting myself confused. The wife of couple A consoled right. the husband of couple B, and they ended up together. That's the same. And they ended up eventually marrying. Now, I know I kind of made that more confusing but, than it needed to be. But put it in simple that, terms, if anybody's... That's happened. Shania Twain, you know, her husband ran off, and then she got to consoling who he ran off with spouse, and they ended up married. So see, Same that, thing. It's common. That happened. So I always thought that was so wild, and they ended up a combined family because they had children that on both sets were just left without that's, a parent. That's how we became they the Brady up, Bunch. That's exactly right. And they ended up combining this family unit. And to my knowledge, this couple is still going strong today. I think that it's one thing to get a divorce and leave, but another one is to leave your kids. Yeah. But and don't anyway, look back. But I'm, you know what? There are all kinds of stories and there's backstories to things that we know nothing about, you know, so I'm sure that, you know, maybe there's some ex- explanation as to why people do what they do, but I'm just grateful that I'm not you know, one of the statistics, and I hope that it stays that way. I'll leave you with a note that, honestly, I was probably 40 when I was told this a couple of years ago. Okay, maybe I stretched that. Okay. But a girl was telling me that her that her parents divorced, and she said, my daddy was the bread, like we've talked about, was mm-hmm. a breadwinner. And she goes, I had six brothers and sisters. And she goes, we went from having a lot to nothing. My mama working at Waffle House. And she goes, Waffle House paid for all of us. And she said, my daddy called back when I was eight years old and said he was sending me a Christmas present by Greyhound. She went to Greyhound. It never showed up. And can you imagine an eight-year-old kid, a parent, telling that? And then it doesn't come. It, it brings tear to my eye now, Terry. I know. I know. And there are some wonderful, wonderful people that get divorced. And then there are some sorry yeah. A dollar sign, dollar sign folks out there that not only do they leave that other person a wreck and and that happens i get it but don't let kids get wrapped up in it and sometimes that does happen and that's the unfortunate piece of it Okay, now after all this talk, I've got to go break out my Reba McIntyre's greatest hits and listen to maybe somebody should leave. Oh, have you ever listened to that song? It has such meaning to it. And Reba's got tons of songs like that if you go back to the old days. What am I going to do about you? Whoever's in New England? Then there was whoever's in New England? I'm telling you, it just didn't get any better than that early Reba. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, divorces are not great. They break a lot of hearts and they really hurt children. 
And remember this and take it for what it's worth. When it comes to a divorce, there's only one person that wins, and that's the attorney. They'll drain both of you. Keep that in mind. Well, that's going to wrap up this week. I hope you picked up a thing or two. If you've got a comment for us, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Put a smile on and face the world, and we'll see you back next week.